0: Act IV of Britannicus by Jean Racine. Translated by Robert Bruce Boswell, 1864-1933. to This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. SCENE I. Agrippina Burris. I, madam, you may clear yourself at
1: leisure. Caesar consents to give you audience here. If his command restricts you to the palace, his purpose, maybe, is to talk with you. In any case, if I may speak my thought, forget that he has given you offense. Be ready, rather, to receive him back with open arms. Defend yourself, and blame not his conduct. See how all the court observe him and him alone though he may be your son and owe you all he is your emperor like us you're subject to the power you gave whether he threaten or caress you madam the court will either shun or press around you tis his support they seek in seeking yours but look the emperor comes
2: leave me with him
0: scene two nero agrippina Agrippina seating herself.
2: Come hither, Nero, take your place beside me. 'Tis wish that I should clear your wrong suspicions. I know not with what crime I have been slandered. All I have done admits of explanation. You sway earth's sceptre now, and yet you know how far your birth removed you from such greatness. My ancestors, whom Rome has deified, bestowed a slender title without me, when Messalina's doom opened a field of competition for the couch of Claudius, mid all the fair aspirants to his choice who begged the intercession of his freedmen, I wished to win, with this sole thought that I might give the throne where I should sit to you. My pride I humbled to solicit Pallas, his master daily in my arms caressed, by slow degrees drew from his niece's eyes the love to which I sought to lead his feelings. But that close tie of kindred blood between us debarred incestuous union, nor did Claudius dare to espouse the daughter of his brother. THE PSEQUIS SENATE BY A LAW LESS STRICT PLACE CLAUDIUS IN MY ARMS ROME AT MY FEET. THUS MUCH I GAINED, BUT NOTHING YET FOR YOU. INTO HIS FAMILY I INTRODUCED YOU CLOSE ON MY STEPS, MADE YOU HIS son in law GAVE YOU HIS DAUGHTER, WHOM Silanus LOVED, AND HE FORSAKEN WITH HIS LIFE BLOOD MARKED THAT FATAL DAY. BUT NOTHING YET WAS DONE. CLAUDIUS WOULD STILL PREFER HIS SON TO YOU. I begged the aid of Pallas once again, and so prevailed on Claudius to adopt you. He called you Nero, and before the time desired that you should share the sovereign power. To all men then, as they recall the past, my scheme, already too matured, lay bare. His father's friends, true to Britannicus, murmured against his imminent disgrace. The eyes of some with promises I dazzled. Exile released me from the most seditious. Claudius himself, weary of my complaints unceasing, took his son out of the care of those whose zeal, long constant to his cause, might yet prevail to set him on the throne. Father, I chose among my following those who I wished should have him in their charge. Such, on the other hand, I named to be your governors whom rome held most respected deaf to intrigues i trusted fame's clear voice recalled from exile seneca and took from martial service burrus those same men who since rome then esteemed them for their virtues meanwhile i drew on the imperial chest for lavish legress, in your name bestowed Presents and shows, invincible attractions, gained you, the people's hearts, and won the army, which reawakening to his first affections favoured in you, my sire Germanicus. Claudius grew feebler as the time passed on. His eyes, long sealed, were opened at the last. He knew his error, and in fear let fall some words of sorrow for his son. Too late he would have gathered all his friends around him. The guards, the palace, and the royal bed were under my control. I let his fondness be wasted in vain sighs and kept close watch on his last hours. Feigning to spare him pain, I hid his son's tears from the dying monarch. He died. A thousand shameful rumours spreading, I quickly stopped the tidings of his death and while in secret burrus was despatched to make the army swear to you allegiance and you were marching to the camp as i arranged in rome the smoke of sacrifice rose from her altars and deceived by me the anxious people prayed that he might live when claudius was no more your power established on the obedience sworn by all the legions, at length I showed the corpse, and Rome, astonished at what had happened, learned that he was dead, and Nero reigned. This is the true confession I wish to make. Thus I have sinned, and this is my reward. Now that you reap the fruit of all my pains grateful for scarce six months you feel the burden of respect too irksome and do not care to recognize me more boris and seneca have taught you how to be ungrateful sharpening your suspicions and overjoyed to find a pupil fitter to be their teacher gay gallants i see like young senecio and otho share your confidence and pander to your pleasures and when displeased at your disdainful treatment i have inquired the reason of such insults unable to withstand my just complaints you have replied with ever fresh affronts just now i promised junior to your brother and both felt flattered at your mother's choice when to your palace secretly conveyed one night makes junior mistress of your heart from which i see octavia has been banished and soon, I ween, the nuptial bond I tied will be dissolved. Britannicus arrested, Pallas in exile, I await the fetters in store for me. For Boris dares to act the gaoler. When you find your guile unmasked, instead of seeking me to beg forgiveness, you order me to justify myself.
3: I ne'er forget that tis to you I owe the throne, nor need you trouble to repeat it. "'Your kindness, madam, may at peace repose on Nero's gratitude. "'Besides, these murmurs that breathe dissatisfaction and suspicion "'have made all those who hear your plaints believe that hitherto, "'this in your private ear, you have in my name toiled but for yourself. "'Such honours, they say, such respectable homage, "'are these returned too mean for her acceptance? "'What is the crime for which she blames her son?' was only to obey her that she crowned him? Holds he the sceptre as her deputy? And yet, if I could thus have satisfied you, I would have gladly yielded you that power which you so loudly claimed to reassume. But Rome will have a master, not a mistress. You know the uproar that my weakness raised, the ferment of the senate and the people hearing your will dictated through my lips how they declared that Claudius had bequeathed to me his tame submission with his throne. A hundred times you've seen the indignation with which our troops have before you paraded their eagles, shamed so to disgrace their heroes, whose effigies are stamped upon them still. No other woman would have braved their scorn, but you, unless you reign, 'er ne'er ceasing complain, "'Leagued with Britannicus, the match you proposed between him and Junia "'was designed to strengthen him against me, and Paulus hatched the plot. "'When to my sore regret I take such measures as may secure my peace, "'your rage and hatred burst forth. "'You'll show my rival to the army. Already has the rumour reached the camp.'
0: "'I
2: make him emperor! Will you believe it? "'What motive could I have? What end be gained?' what honours might i look for in his court if malice spares me not while you are sovereign if my accusers closely dog my steps and venture to attack the emperor's mother how should i fare amid a court of strangers they would reproach me not with feeble murmurs with schemes condemned to failure at their birth but crimes brought in your presence for your sake and all too soon convict me of my guilt you cannot baffle me with your evasions you are ungrateful and have always been so e'en from your earliest years my tender care has but extorted from you feigned affection nought has availed to win you and your hardness ought to have stopped the channels of my heart what misery is mine must all my fondness be found a burden by my only son ye gods who hear my sorrowing words this day have not my vows and prayers been all for him fears perils and remorse have checked me not no scorn subdued me and i turned mine eyes from all calamities that were predicted i've done my best you reign and i'm content now if you wish it with the liberty of which i have been robbed take life as well Provided that the people in their rage deprive you not of what has cost me dear.
3: Speak then. What is it that you would have me do?
2: Punish the insolence of mine accusers. Calm the resentment of Britannicus. Let Junior have the partner of her choice. Let both be free, and Pallas stay at Rome, and suffer me to see you when I will.
0: Perceiving Burrus at the back of the stage
2: lastly let burrus who is come to hear us no longer dare detain me at your door
3: yes madam i desire my gratitude may henceforth stamp your power on every heart and i already bless that happy frost which makes the fire of our affection brighter what Paulus may have done shall be forgotten my quarrel with britannicus is over and as to what has most divided us my passion shall be subject to your judgment go then and tell my brother what will please him guards let my mother's orders be obeyed scene
0: three nero Burrus. with what
1: delight did i behold my lord embraces that must bring back peace between you you know if ere my voice was raised against her or labored to estrange you from her love or if i merit her unjust resentment
3: I tell you plainly, Burris, that I thought one common understanding made you both traitors. But now her enmity restores you my confidence. She grasps too hastily at triumph. If my rival I embrace, it is to crush him. Sire? Enough. His ruin must set me free from Agrippina's fury. For while he breathes, I have but half a life. Mine ears are weary of his hateful name. Or will I suffer her audacity to promise him my throne a second time.
1: Must she soon weep, then, for Britannicus?
3: Ere sunset I shall fear the boy no more.
1: What motive is it that inspires this purpose?
3: Honour and love, my safety and my life.
1: Nay, tell me what you will. This foul design was never, sire, conceived in your own breast. Burrus! to learn it from your lips confounds me heavens did not you yourself shudder to hear it think you what blood you are about to spill is nero tired of reigning in all hearts what will men say of you consider that
3: why bound forever to a blameless past must i observe the shifting breeze of favour the gift of chance nor certain for a day slave to their will that thwarts my own desires am i their monarch but to do their pleasure
1: and is it then no satisfaction sire that to your hand rome owes her happiness you still are master tis for you to choose you have been good and you may yet remain so the way is well marked out no obstacle forbids your steps to tread fresh heights of virtue But should you heed the voice of flattery, then you will have to rush from crime to crime, support your harshness by new cruelties, and wade through ever-rising streams of blood. The Prince's death will rouse the fiery zeal of all his friends, impatient to take up his quarrel, that shall fresh supporters find to follow them when his avengers perish. The flame you kindle shall be ne'er extinguished. Thou feared by all the world, You must yourself fear all, and tremble as you strike unceasing, count every subject as an enemy. Ah! Does the experience of your earliest years cause you to hate your youthful innocence? Think you what happiness has marked their course. Good gods! How tranquilly they glided by! What joy to think and say within yourself, All at this moment bless me everywhere and love me, No one shudders at my name, no tearful eyes are turned to heaven for me, no looks of sullen hatred shun my presence, but all hearts fly to meet me as I pass. Such thoughts once pleased you. O ye gods, what change! The vilest blood was precious in your sight. One day I well remember when the Senate pressed you to sign a criminal's death doom. You long opposed their just severity. It seemed too cruel to your tender heart, and, troubled at the burden of a crown, you said, I would I knew not how to write. No, be persuaded, or my death shall spare me the sight and sorrow of a blow like this. I cannot live, sire, to survive your glory if you are bent upon so
0: black a deed. Throwing himself at Nero's feet
1: lo i am ready strike ere you begin this heart that cannot to such crimes consent send for those cruel men who so mislead you and let them try their faltering hands on me but i can see my tears have touched my master your virtuous soul shrinks from their bloody counsels oh lose no time tell me the traitors names who dare to prompt you to such villainies summon your brother in his arms forget
3: you know not what you ask he hates you not
1: he is traduced i know him innocent i'll answer for his loyalty my liege i with all speed will hasten this glad
3: meeting bring him to my apartments there await me
0: scene four nero narcissus
3: always
4: provided for so just a death I have the poison ready. Famed Locusta has exercised for me her utmost skill. She killed a slave before my very eyes. A dagger cannot make so quick an end as this new poison she
3: has given me. Enough, Narcissus. For these pains I thank you, but do not wish you to extend them further. What? is your hatred for
4: Britannicus so slack that you forbid
3: yes we are friends
4: far be it from me to dissuade you sire but he so lately found himself in prison that this offence will rankle in his heart no secrets are there time does not reveal He'll know my hand was to have offered him poison prepared for him by your command. May heaven divert his mind from such a purpose, but he, perchance, will do the deed you dare not.
3: They answer for
4: his heart. I'll conquer mine. And Junia's marriage, does that seal the bond? Are you to make this sacrifice for him?
3: You take too much concern. Be as it may, he is no longer enemy of mine. Your mother
4: reckoned upon this, my lord, and she once more submits your will to hers. What mean you, sirrah? Tell me what she says. She boasts of it, and publicly enough. Of what? That she had but to see you, sire, one moment, and all this vehemence and anger, modest silence would succeed. That you would be the first to give assent to peace, rejoiced
3: that she should deign to pardon what's past. Narcissus, tell me how to act. Glad would I be to punish her presumption. And if I had my wish, this foolish triumph should soon be followed by regret eternal. But what will all the world say then of me? Wouldst have me follow in the steps of tyrants? Shall Rome, all honourable titles cancelled, Leave me to no other name than Poisoner? Such vengeance they would count a parricide. Did you expect they'd always hold their tongues?
4: Is it for you to heed their idle words? Shall your own wishes fade from your remembrance? And will you dare to thwart none but yourself?' but you my lord know not what romans are they keep a better bridle on their tongue this caution is but weakness in a monarch they'll think that they deserve it if you fear them they have been long accustomed to the yoke and lick the hand that rivets fast their fetters you'll find them ever eager to contend you tiberius wearied of such cringing subjects myself invested with a borrowed power which with my freedom i received from claudius a hundred times during my day of glory tried hard their patience but it never failed fear you the odium of a cup of poison destroy the brother and desert the sister rome on her altars will not spare the victims nor fail to find them guilty were they pure from all offence their birthdays you will see ranked among
3: luckless anniversaries i tell you once again i cannot do it i have promised burrus being forced to yield nor do i wish to break my word and give his virtue arms that he may use against me My courage fell before his arguments, nor could I listen calmly as he spoke.
4: Believe me, Burrus thinks not as he speaks. His virtue shrewdly backs his interest, or rather they all work with one intent. This stroke, they see, would shatter all their power, you would be free, my lord, and at your feet your masters then would bow their heads like us. What? know you not all that they dare to say nero forsooth was never born to rule his words and deeds are such as we prescribe burrus directs his heart and seneca his mind the sole ambition that he knows is to be skilful in the chariot race to gain the prize in meanest competitions to show himself in public to the romans to let his voice be heard upon the stage and win their admiration with his songs while ever and anon his soldiers force the loud applause that greets his fresh performance ah will you not compel them to be silent narcissus
3: let's go see what we should do
0: end of act four